Welcome to the podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Katie. And this is One Kiss Kiss Means means Forever. Ever. This is the podcast where we talk about all of our favorite made-for-TV romances, the things that are awful and terrible and want and you want to like pull your hair out about them, but also the things that make you go, aww, that's so (laughs) cute. And they're goats. And we sometimes do this. 100 times guys this is our 100th episode we're putting out and to be fair this is not the 100th movie because we do have like our like intro episode and a a few other non-movie episodes but like i think that means in like a couple weeks maybe by the end of april we are like gonna hit 100 different movies that we've talked about and that's a lot of movies crazy pants i know crazy pants (laughs) Um, but you know, we've all grown together since the start of this podcast and we'll keep growing (laughs) together, but separately (laughs) since we all have to stay in our own spaces. Um, yes, (laughs) yes, it's just uh, fuck the world. We have Um, been doing this podcast the entire pandemic and beyond. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) You know what? We know how to do this remotely now, so it's all good. Yeah. All right. So as we've been promising for uh, basically weeks we are here to talk about the final installment of the all of my heart series otherwise known as all of my heart colon the wedding the in case wedding. you were uh, like i don't know the confused about what was going to happen in this movie one kiss <laughs> means forever yeah gotta get so hitched this, this aired about a year after the last one so september 29th 2018 And here is what Hallmark has to say about what this movie is about. Jenny and Brian are planning their incredibly romantic wedding. Emily's Country Inn is filled to capacity with happy guests. Not for their wedding, FYI, just like in guests. Then a distant relative of Emily's arrives and she stakes a claim to the house. The pressure is on as Jenny and Brian try to raise enough money to hang on to their home. They go for broke, expanding her company, Jenny's Home Baked. Brian even considers a return to Wall Street. All of the wonderful friends they've made in Bucks County are worried about their favorite couple. Because as we all know, these are, they didn't have any friends before these people moved to town. Nope. <laughs> Trying to figure out how to help. Jenny and Brian's enduring love will once again be tested as the wedding day approaches and they struggle to keep the house that brought them together. And it still stars Lacey Chabert and <laughs> Brennan and Elliot. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. Okay, well, here we are. Let's jump into our synopsis of this, the final chapter, the end game of all of my heart. So Lacey Chabert's Jenny and Brennan Elliot's Brian are finally about to get married. Emily's Country Inn is up and running. Jenny's Homemade is going well. They have friends. They have a life. What could possibly go wrong with this idyllic existence they have created for themselves? What kind of drama would warrant a 90-minute film? (laughs) Well, there's a few things. First, Jenny seems intent on inviting everyone in the world to this wedding. And remember, every guest invited means 
an extra fee because that's how weddings work uh, for the bride and groom. So Jenny inviting, you know, the mailman and the florist and the baker is probably adding. Uh, we're going to be really nice about this. What, $50 a plate. So 150 bucks into the wedding costs just right there. Like, yeah, just there. Sure. Um, and, you know, as we've discussed in past movie money is a is a trigger for brian (laughs) (laughs) um so you know this is a big deal uh but brian knows his lady so just goes along with it even though like it is hurting his soul and jenny is not understanding this because she's not a very good partner oh my gosh for more info on this please check out our previous episodes (laughs) on this on this series (sighs) So next, besides the money issue, there is the issue of family. Jenny doesn't have any, and Brian is estranged from his father. But Jenny wants them to have family at the wedding, so asks Brian to reach out to his father and patch things up. And initially, this goes relatively well, since other than his dad being, like, upset that he's no longer on Wall Street, he seems pretty happy for Brian and about the wedding. So maybe it's not a terrible, insurmountable estrangement after all. And lastly, we have the arrival of Meg, who is the big bad of this movie. Meg is a distant cousin of Jenny's. She's never known about because she doesn't know any of her family, we've established. Meg arrives at the end having just found out about the house and claims that she is entitled to a third of it. You know, she gets a third, Jenny gets a third, Brian gets a third. So she stays at the end, but is clearly not impressed with their business model and believes the end is going to fail. <laughs> like, pessimist up the wazoo. <laughs> um, so she's also not a Gabby the Goat fan. So she clearly is a monster and has a heart of stone. <laughs> uh, Meg is willing to be bought out since she's pretty much only interested in the money that she can get for this inheritance. But after having everything appraised, Jenny and Brian just don't have that kind of money lying around. Um, They try to raise it by entering into a contract with a food store for Jenny's homemade, but they lose that contract when the truck carrying the baked goods for that order breaks down on the first day, which is pretty shitty of the business, but whatever. Business is business, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, guess they really should have thought a little harder about that plan, right? <laughs> I, I mean, what were, what were they thinking is the answer. Uh, so heartbroken about everything, they come to the conclusion that they are going to have to sell the house in order to appease Meg and get out from any potential legal trouble. It's no one's fault that they can't figure out a way to raise $125,000 and have a wedding. And after all this time, they've decided that getting married feels like something they can't put off. Mm-hmm. So the money that they're using for their wedding is going to be used for their wedding. They're not going to use it to pay off this cousin. Right. Um, so after 180 minutes, otherwise known as two movies, of hard work on this inn, you know, it's pretty devastating that they're going to have to lose it. Yep. That's a lot. 
But Jenny and Brian want to make sure that they get to be married at the inn as planned. They will not sell before they have their wedding, which Brian, with the big help of Tommy, when is Tommy not helpful, um, has built this gazebo just to please Jenny. And they are busy, 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 busy. But of course, they make time for important things because when you are busy, you have time for all things in Hallmark Land. Um, one of the things they are busy with is to go meet Brian's dad in the city for lunch. It's at this meeting that Brian's dad basically tells Jenny that she should leave Brian so that Brian can go back to his life on Wall Street. Thanks for the support, dad. But you know what? Don't worry because it's a Hallmark movie. So, of course, he comes around and his heart melts and everyone loves Jenny. Blah, blah, blah. Yes. So on the eve of the wedding... All of Brian and Jenny's friends in town gather together at the coffee shop. Uh, even though they've only been in the area like a year, year and a half, something like that, Brian and Jenny are actually the heart and soul of this town, and they cannot leave. Together, the townspeople raise $32,000 so that they can help Brian and Jenny save the inn. Meg, upon hearing of the generosity, melts a bit and decides that Brian and Jenny can buy her out over time, just like Brian was going to do at the beginning of movie one all that time ago, you know. So basically, they've come up with the original plan. <laughs> just with another person now. <laughs> so the truly happy couple get married in their yard in the gazebo and all is perfect. They get to keep the inn. Yay! And there is family from both sides at the wedding. Yay! And all the problems have been fixed. Plus, Casey is now officially dating Harry, Brian's best friend from Wall Street. And Tommy is one kiss means forevering with Susan. And so maybe Meg is getting a thing started with Andy, the realtor. I mean, this inn does bring love to all who stay there. So it is the inn of our brand and should be renamed in honor of us because... One, One kiss, kiss means, means forever. forever. <laughs> for essentially everyone, for everyone who stays there. The one kiss means forever in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love. The end. <laughs> so. So. Buttons. Mm. <laughs> I know that, okay, so this movie has a lot of kind of of what the fucky things for me. Mhm. Um Yep. So well, there's a, a lot happens that they like never return to. Yeah. Yeah, and okay, I feel like I would like if you do not mind, I want mm -hmm. to start out with this 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 thing about just Emily as a person and Emily's timeline that is giving me a headache because I don't math well. Okay. Um, and I'm not I sure. I have thought about this, so I'm excited to hear what you have to say. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. So Emily created the will that basically gives Jenny and Brian the in back in 1965. And okay. she gives she gives the in to, like, her cousin, who is essentially Jenny's descendant in some way. And she gives the other part of the in to her caretaker which is brian essentially in, in his descent his ancestor of some some sort mm -hmm. and meg is in there as, as some sort of like cousin and they say that and they ask like the lawyer well apparently there were other relatives kind of named or there could have been but this will said this in 1965 blah blah there's just all this like probate stuff that i have no idea 
Okay, but if we're thinking about how old Emily is, so 1965 was a long time ago, if we're saying that this movie takes place in 2018, right? Mm-hmm. She is, we are, we know that she lost Lester to World War II in the first movie, who was supposed to be the love of her life. So if we're generous with saying maybe she was 25, I think 30. Was, I, I got the impression that she was younger with Lester. I okay. was going to go with like 18. Me too. So that means she's 18 in 1945 she's, when the war ends, at least. Or okay, 20 in 1945. Okay. So in 1965, she's 40. Yeah. So why would she have a caretaker? I don't think it was her caretaker. I got the impression that it was a property caretaker. I don't, because it seemed personal. Like she gave it, it says Emily's caretaker. So like it was like a housekeeper of the house? Yeah. Like a, it, like somebody who was helping with the, like the goats and the, like. Okay. That makes more sense because I'm thinking that she was an old lady and she needed, had, had a nurse. And I'm like, why was she an old no. lady at age 40? Okay. That makes a little so. bit more sense. But also then, so if she is 40 in 1965, does that make her like 95? In, or how old does that make her? Because I don't math well. <laughs> yeah, she's about 90, 95. Yeah. So that means that if Meg knew that Emily was family, she had 35 years, if that's how old Meg is, to actually say something to Emily before she died. So in my book, Meg don't got shit <laughs> because Lacey Chabert didn't know anything about Emily because her mom died, you know, like right. she didn't have a dad. So like, what the fuck? This is what I mean, was in my brain. I'm like, there, there seems 1965 seems to be way too early for her to like never have looked at her will before. Yes, I, I follow. I think that's true. That being said, I think this is another one of those like we didn't watch the first movie before going into this one issue hmm. to me because like I believe you're getting the 1965 from movie one, right? No, from this movie. They said her this movie says that she hadn't updated her will since 1965. And that was the reason why Meg mm. was contesting it is because she's like my we weren't born yet, so of course I'm not named in the will because I wasn't born and somehow you yeah, okay. it, it went past to her, like or something like that. Well, so here's here's what I had an issue with in terms of the will. Meg claims that a letter was sent to her home in Chicago, but she was in Tokyo Asia somewhere. Yeah, um, that's why she didn't know. But we know for a fact because we saw it happen that Jenny and Brian were yes, belly tone called mm-hmm. about this will. So I don't believe that she wouldn't have gotten a voice message. If she had been left a voice message, even mm-hmm. if it was like on a home machine in Chicago, if she had that set up still, she would have been calling in. Let's be nice and say weekly. Sure. Get her messages. Yeah. Uh, like it, it just absolute. She she would have known about this beforehand. Like yeah. And also, because they say there's more people. Like my thought is like, okay, now you need to go track down these other people so you do this one goddamn time absolutely because the lawyer does say you're the only like brian and jenny you were the only people who responded to our inquiries so right. like maybe like out of the woodwork we'll have seven more people <laughs> right you know just like like you need to be like okay well 
is there like a statute of limitations on like how long you can contest the will? What do we have to do to protect ourselves from this? Because also, lawyer, you should have said something. Yeah. About like, you can inherit this and it can be yours. But like, I feel like there's paperwork involved. (laughs) <laughs> and I literally have in my notes, okay, so A, isn't there a statute of limitations on will contestation? <laughs> so well, by and large, I know this was that was a really lengthy way of saying I feel like the premise of this entire movie is weak sauce. Like it's mm-hmm. just – it doesn't make sense. It doesn't have the uh, foundation to stand on. It's a plot built upon sand. Like Yes. I crazy. agree. I think it's insanity. I also have a note about, is there a statute of limitations on contesting the will? (laughs) Yeah. And for some reason, Meg seems to be in a big hurry to receive this money. Like, almost as if it was, like, for her life, which makes me feel like... That that was a part of what I I had a problem with, because I was like, "You, you didn't know about this two weeks ago. And now, like, you're like, these pe- I'm, I must ruin these people's lives mm-hmm. because I want my money immediately. It made me almost think that she was may- maybe on the spectrum a little bit. <laughs> there's something. It, uh, yeah. There's something there, she's very, like, by the book, by the numbers. She's very neurotic, but in neurotic in a way that's, like, not – that that's not necessarily cognitively normal Mm -hmm. it's either that or she was being blackmailed but this movie is not on troops and ghosts so um yeah yeah so we don't have that the murder aspect that she needs the money yeah like it was it was a very strange like she was a strange character all around yeah um would you like to go on a deep dive with me katie oh please okay so meg has this house assessed and comes up with a an amount that it should be valued at. But I believe quite strongly that she would have had to go with the amount that the house was initially valued at. Because we know Brian and Jenny have put a shit ton of money into this house. Like, you can't assess it on its current basis. True. So, I did some research. Oh, my gosh. Now, I am aware that this movie was filmed in Hallmark Town, Canada. But it is supposed to be in Bucks County. So, I did some Zillow searching in Bucks County. <laughs> for, like you do. Like you do. For, you know, like four to five bedroom homes, which is what I decided. You know, we've talked about how we think it's about that. And there's some variations in Bucks County on pricing. But based on some of the other things that you can, like, see in the movie, blah, 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 I decided it was relatively southern Bucks County. Okay. Nice. So I looked – so I obviously I'm looking at Zillow in 2022, but they a lot of these houses have, like, how much they were they're worth over time. So there's a big spike in 2020. So, you know, because we all know everybody moved to the fucking country. Um, so based on what I could tell, the difference 
like currently houses that look sort of like theirs would be are at around the five hundred thousand dollar range. Currently, twenty twenty two, based on prices and the amount of jump, I am going to put their fixed up renovated house at about three hundred thousand dollars. Based on what they did, and we we saw that they did, and we know what they did. I think $125,000 is significantly more than Meg is owed. Yep, I agree. I think she, her third would be much closer to Mm $75,000. And I think if she is claiming that she is entitled to this, she is also responsible to help with the property taxes and the During renovations. The, well, no, I'm I'm not saying she has to help with the renovations. I I'm am. not putting that in because <laughs> uh because if you know, if she had been there day one and they were like, We want to buy you out and build True. this in. True. You, I don't think she has to be involved with the re- renovations. I, I guess think you're right. Uh, but I, I do think and it, that's why I'm saying the her the amount due to her doesn't should not include the renovations. Right. And should be done on the original state of the building. Um, but also, she has spent two years not paying, you know, property taxes and whatever. So she owes a third of that, too. I would agree. So I think, I mean, I have no idea. I didn't look into property taxes and anything like that. But. You know, if she's walking away with $70,000, I think that this one lucky gal. Yeah. I This $125,000, like, the fact that they didn't dispute that, I was like, that's obscene. Part of that me amount. thinks that, like, that she might be factoring in some of the, the land value because it is 20 acres. So okay. it's possible it's not just the house, it's also the land, and I have no idea how that works. But I still think that you're in the right ballpark with that $125,000 is probably a lot for a third of this. Yeah. It just, Considering like, it the just state doesn't... upon being moved into. Yeah. No, I just, I just don't – I don't believe it. And I find it very disturbing that she was like, I've been very fair. It's $125,000. Nobody looked at it. They all went, oh, okay. I drama so. like brian is a finance guy like how did he not go like okay uh let me see your numbers like what maybe he's deciding he can no longer even touch the finance thing with a 10-foot pole because <laughs> jenny gets mad <laughs> except he sort of is touching the finance thing with a 10-foot pole because he's trying to build up her business for her. Yeah. But if it's but not about her, then it doesn't matter because she's self-involved. Yeah, but he, he basically wants to run the business. He wants to True. run the business side of the business. True. Um, though I did not understand the business either because, I, I, I mean, I've, I've never understood it because I don't really understand how one person is baking all of this stuff. They're not. And, she doesn't even own the kitchen or like she's borrowing that kitchen, but it seems to be her operate. That was one of my what the fuck suits. Like, yeah. The ba- the kitchen she's using technically belongs to the coffee shop. Yeah. But I don't think she's paying Casey anything. 
right. or a percentage of profits and right. it's not hers but she has moved the fuck into it <laughs> like it is definitely <laughs> her kitchen <laughs> right but i i just don't even uh, like i didn't even get into that even though i agree that that's bananas um but like I, I don't believe that she can have basically a production to the level that it seems Jenny's homemade is supposed to be mm-hmm. with just her doing the baking. She's a hallmark yeah. woman. She can do it all. I mean, it just seems like she seems to make like 12 muffins at a time. Maybe, yeah. Well, she does at home for sure. Like, she'll be like, I've made new scones. Here are four. Right. But even even in Casey's Kitchen, it's not, like, a ton. Yeah. And also, on top of everything, I, I have a lot of problems with their business model for Jenny's Home made before the car breaks down. Welcome to One Kiss Means Forever, the MBA workshop. Yeah, I mean, a lot, lots of problems. One of which is she seems to be like, let me give people 75 different options. Right? <laughs> she brings four boxes of baked goods as a sample to this distributor four of them and there's probably like five or six different pastries within this box like like how much would you pay for that much at a bakery probably like 150 bucks like for that many baked goods like well but also just like in terms of being able to fulfill an order to this is a grocery store like she's trying to get into a grocery store yeah like the the amount that a gro- even a small like local grocery st- store is going to want they don't want one box with four scones in it of each kind they want 30 boxes of scone you know like right well to be fair when they did fulfill the order they had like 30 different flats of like dozens of stuff in that truck right. like they had right. a lot that would make sense to me yeah, but it it just seemed like, why aren't you doing two things? Maybe make it simple. Didn't we yeah, have another we, movie that did this at one point? Probably recently. Um, I don't remember, but I'm just like I was very annoyed about the the number of options that she was providing. I was like, you are making so much extra work for yourself, girl. Keep like, it simple, sweetie. She was yeah. trying to impress them to get the job. No, but she was doing it even when they like took the issue. Yeah. Drives me nuts. Um, and then, can we talk about the pallets on in the back of this truck? How they're not covered? Yes. I was horrified. <laughs> I was horrified when she was baking these things because her bare hands are on almost everything she bakes and her hair is not tied back. Nope. I was, I was appalled with watching that. And then there was one point in the movie where she was rolling up meat for breakfast like prosciutto and she was doing it with her bare hands as well which is going to go directly into someone's mouth and i'm like i would do that for myself and my family but not for my b&b guests where are your fucking gloves <laughs> the, it's gross it's, yeah that's not these, sanitary no but also like she they pack everything into this truck that like we have been told has been used for all sorts of different things mm-hmm. you know it like I don't even remember what, but you know, it's like if you you did not sanitize the back of this truck, 
Mm-mm. didn't happen. You've put a, a, like everything under pallet, like in pallets, not wrapped up, and also not tied down. So these, they look like they're gonna move around to me. I think they are meant to like clip into each other. Like they, yeah, I've seen flats not to like the, that, but not, not to the to truck. The, truck yeah that's what i mean it's like this thing is gonna topple and then you're just gonna have a mess of baked goods in the back of this uh, truck i was just horrified by the whole situation i was like (laughs) nobody put any thought into this at all also in terms of like when it was supposed to get to the store and couldn't figure it out because you would think it would need to be there before they open I I have I have no idea. Like I I don't I don't understand how that all that worked. And honestly, I didn't really put that much thought into it, <laughs> except for the fact that it was like weird that it wasn't covered in, in the back of a truck, yeah. and that they put all of their faith for their very first order into this one guy's that they don't know. Like getting yeah that they don't know him at all. He could have sold those biscuits on the black market. I you don't even know this guy. Whatever. Right, and the fact that they sent him off alone like he didn't have a an assistant or like i don't know there just seemed seemed so badly thought out this whole movie was definitely like poorly thought out in terms of in terms of a lot of different things we, we've already been kind of talking about like how does time work statues limitations yeah baked goods at like opening times <laughs> but like i wanted to just really fast point out that like brian is estranged from his dad and he's estranged from his dad for two years. Yeah. <laughs> and the way they talked, it was like, he was like, I haven't talked to my dad in forever. It's been about two years. I'm like, two years is nothing. Most yeah. of us haven't talked to our family in two years. You talk about it like it's like 10 years. <laughs> and and also, and now they're leaving and now they're like thinking about they have to leave the inn. And they're all like wailing about all the memories that they're leaving behind. I was like, bitch, you've been here a year. <laughs> a year. I know that you like you like putting down roots. You can have lots of memories, but you're sounding like you're losing your childhood fucking home. Right. And like, I am feeling very close to this situation since I'm, you know, making a shift of leaving a place that I've been for many, many, many years. After one year, I think I'm good. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Whatever. I mean, there's a lot of. It, it, I mean, it, it does go into the like, Brian and Jenny, the heart and soul of this town, who have barely been there barely been there and are one of they keep saying many bed and breakfasts in bucks in bucks county so it's not like they came in and revitalized the town's economy with their nope with their breakfast and bedding and possibly dinnering sometime it's like oh they're one of like 22 different houses in the neighborhood and yet now we're all the best friends and most of us are in the wedding as best men and maid of honors because they have zero friends outside of this right and i mean it it does it it's just absolutely crazy because on top of that also everyone in town is like no don't go to any other bnb go to emily's country inn and mm-hmm. it's like you have to know some of these other people yeah. Oh, they they really should. Plus, again, she only has like four bedrooms to spare. <laughs> and they're probably only there on the weekends and whatever. I'm sure fall uh... is great. So I have only one very short what the fuck before we get into Hallmark Hallmarks because you'll appreciate this, Hannah. Okay, go. There is literally a line where she goes, now we get to relax a little bit 
and talk about the wedding. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, that is the opposite. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's not not a thing. Says says somebody who probably never sleeps and makes 50 croissants in under a minute. Uh, That would like that. (laughs) should we go into hallmark hallmarks please let's do okay so i want to start with wedding planning in the last second even though in theory there has been a whole lot of time before the wedding that they knew they were going to make get married and they could have been making plans absolutely um speaking of which we we have noticed in um some of these hallmark movies that uh the bride wears white throughout the movie yes Meg was engaged once. <laughs> yep. I have that as well, but only after gazebo. <laughs> <laughs> Woman is bad because she doesn't like animals. Unabashed optimism despite terrible obstacles. <laughs> we gotta save the inn. Yay. Empty coffee mugs abound in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, no jewelry plan for the bride until like minutes before she's going to walk down the aisle. I have that too. <laughs> I have it giving a jewelry gift for the bride, which they probably would have figured out already. <laughs> Because she's not wearing earrings or a necklace. And I would think that, like, you know, and so she gets she gets earrings as a gift from Meg that were in the family. I'm like, no, no, she would have she would have picked something out already. <laughs> oh, Hannah, I'm so glad we went on that journey together. <laughs> it just drove me nuts. <laughs> and it really we, we I think that's the first time we've ever discussed this, but it happens all the it, time. It happens all the time. And it, which makes me feel like I shouldn't bring jewelry for my wedding. Like uh, someone's going to show up. <laughs> I mean, if, if you didn't bring jewelry for your wedding, I you're right. I would have jewelry for you. But that's because I bring I, I, I don't like to choose my jewelry all the time mm-hmm. that early. So I bring options. Yes, I'm sure you would. Except I would probably be like. Hannah, do you have your foxes? I am going to wear these foxes on my wedding day. Right. If you if that's what you wanted, I would have brought them for you. No problem. Like you gave me foxes, uh, so I could wear. Oh, them did I give you foxes? Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know if I have foxes. I definitely have hedgehogs. Mm, uh, cute. But like, yeah. If somebody was like, I would really like to wear this on my wedding. Like, sure, I have no problem bringing them to you and give them to you right before the wedding. All all that's fine. But just like no plan. Are no. You- no, I would I would have that planned. I have ideas already. Mm. Like yeah. we're good. I was I was joking, but wouldn't that be funny if I was like, guys, I don't have anything. I'm just expecting you to give me something. <laughs> <laughs> these were your grandmothers. If my mom did that, she'd like these were your nannies. I'd be like, no, no, I, we went through all of this together. I know exactly what we she had. <laughs> you know, I've been playing with your jewelry since I was four. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like no, no. Do you have any more? Um, they aren't as good as that, so I'm gonna leave them alone. Right. Uh, so, pretty parade, pretty parade. Well, these goats were substantially cuter than the last movie's goats. Um, but I also we talked a little bit about this off camera, 
but I love her wedding dress. I think it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a sleeveless, laced, A-line – well, I should say strapless because I always type in sleeveless looking for my wedding dress and I see just ones with like spaghetti straps, but I want strapless. So it's a strapless, laced, A-line wedding dress and it's pretty close to what I think I want for myself. Not perfect, but I was like, oh, I couldn't find what it was, but I really, really liked it. Yeah. That's some pretty prude. Yeah. Uh, so I have some very – teeny tiny little pretty braids yeah so first of all uh emily's country inn at one point they have these green ceramic mugs that they drink out of that like look like handmade and like mm. hand glazed and i thought they were really pretty and i was like "Ooh, i like them um Aww. i thought that was maybe the prettiest thing in the entire movie to be honest <laughs> <laughs> um we have our third different signature necklace that Jenny is wearing. <laughs> um, and then there was something where I just wrote, I didn't write anti, I just wrote confused. Ah, cool. So there is a bridal shower at her neighbor's house mm-hmm. that they have. And they drink out of, I guess, champagne flutes. Like they're having like champagne kind of drinks but they look like those like ikea hexagonal water glasses on like champagne stems oh yeah yeah it's very strange looking and i was just baffled (laughs) i yeah i now i remember what you're talking about i've seen i feel like i've seen those in the wild somewhere but yeah they're definitely a choice yeah. Especially for that character who is hosting the party. Uh, yeah, I was just like, you, I feel like you have to be like, yes, this is who I am as a person. <laughs> like, this is who I am as a person, and I inherited all of these because my grandmother invented Art Deco in New York. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they're they just very strange looking. Ooh. So, Across the Universe... I don't have anything because I'm excited to hear what you have to say. Okay. Well, I just did across the universe in terms of across the all of my heart universe. Hmm. Um, so we have the same house. We're, we're, we're back in house number two. Right. From movie two. So that's – we're staying in that place. It's different goats, which we've decided is because goats grow up and change. Yep. But – Inexplicably, we now have three babies. <laughs> I don't know who the baby daddy is. <laughs> like, where did the third baby goat come from, though? Like, because also, in theory, this is a year later. Lucy and Ricky should be bigger. Yes, they should be. They should be full-sized goats now, and they are not in this. They are still kids, so we know that little Ricky is not Lucy and Ricky's offspring. Right. But like, I also I, love that they named him Little Ricky because when I saw I was like, Where who's that third goat? Is that Ricky Jr.? Oh haha, ha, little Ricky. <laughs> um but like yeah, I was just like they do not really explain that now there are three goats. They just kind of say, like, yeah, now we have three and it's like what? How? I don't know. What? Gabby Gabby <laughs> is getting hers in some neighboring farm she's able to like go to. Like she's able to goat to. No, I'm not sure. Yeah, you love me. All right. 
Um, and then <laughs> the general store confused me because I feel I couldn't decide if it was a different facade for number two or if we never saw the facade. But it's definitely the same facade as number one, except yeah. they changed the sign. So it's a different sign. I thought about that because I remember seeing this. I, th- I think, yeah. We have to go back and listen to our episode for episode two because I think you're right. We never saw the facade for the general story in movie two because when I when they showed it for this one, I went, "Oh, we're back," but I, yeah. I don't remember. It was, but I definitely ha- agree with you. I had that feeling of the "Oh, we're back," and I don't remember why I thought that. Yeah, but that like the the sign has changed drastically. Like it, I don't, you know. So now it's I a more just... specific store rather than a general store. <laughs> so yeah, I just. The, you know, you lose your mind a little bit while watching these movies for too long, and I, they're they run together as one thing. After a so. hundred of these, <laughs> <laughs> feeling good. Did you have any other segments that you would like to talk? No, about? no. Since this is the third movie, we 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 we've already shouted out all of our supporting staff that we need yeah, to. Nothing is anybody... new. Yeah. Um, I will say I am annoyed at this movie for like teasing other romances, but not giving me any like conclusion of any kind. Mm. Like I would like to know if Casey and Harry become a thing, like for real. Yeah. Um, like probably Susan, Susan and Tommy are definitely a thing, and like we'll probably get married and all of that. And I'm glad there was no marriage proposal at somebody else's wedding because that would have yeah, pissed me off. Um, but, like, I don't know. I kind of wanted, like, a little, like, like post, like, wedding bell, you know, or whatever. Like, you yeah. know, something. I um, hear you. I also, just before, because I, I didn't put it anywhere, and I just really thought about it because I saw the word gazebo staring at me. I hate mm-hmm. Weddings in gazebos. I've it was a very, it was it like well, it makes you feel very um, removed. Exactly. Like, oh. like exactly, like you couldn't see the bride and groom for the posts. Mm-hmm. Like it was yeah. bad. It was bad. Which is part of the reason why I'm having my wedding venue where I'm having it because a lot of like destination weddings have gazebos, and I was like, no, because most of my guests cannot be with me. <laughs> then what is the point? Right. It was it that was strange. Um, also, speaking of the wedding itself, um, you know, we've spent the whole movie with Jenny inviting everyone and everyone to this wedding. Oh, my God. Uh, there are 60 people at this wedding, tops. <laughs> I mean, I'm having a hard time keeping it at 80. So, like, <laughs> but I also did not move to a small town and had no prior friends, you know, like, um, if, if all of my friends began at 30, then maybe I'd only have 60 people. <laughs> I'm also just to put it here too. So most of those guests help to save the inn, And when they all contribute money, they have $32,000 to help them save the inn, And there were not 32 people there. So, I mean, so I'm thinking like, People gave multiple thousands of dollars to have this inn stay open. What the fuck? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? I mean, I got the impression that, like, Susan wrote a check for, like, $5,000. I can't even give 50 to a Kickstarter. Like, come on. (laughs) (laughs) It's, I mean, it's insanity. But, you know, if they, if they would like to contribute to, like, my needs, I, uh, I'm here. 
Um, <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> I can take your thousands, please. Thank you. Yep, yep I need money. Thanks. Um, so, kiss meter. Kiss meter. Okay. I only metered the wedding kiss. Okay. Um, so, I don't know what how you attack I, I I can go first. I said yeah. they kiss a fair amount, and I have nothing new to say about it. Solid Great. seven? Perfect. <laughs> Great. Yeah, I said, um, whew. yeah, um, so I just gave it an eight because I just rated the wedding kiss. It was fine. They attacked each other. You couldn't see it, and that made it an eight. <laughs> <laughs> it was wonderful. That was it. All right. So, Katie, would you watch this movie? Stop at number one. To be perfectly honest, this, although because I love Brennan Elliott and I think that their chemistry together is great and Brennan Elliott has the most fun in these movies than I have seen him do in any other movies. He's hilarious. He's charming. It's fun to watch him. if If you need a wedding movie, don't watch this one. You know, there's better mm-hmm. wedding movies out there. There are not better wedding dresses out there. But I don't, I don't know. Like, meh, meh is my answer. How about you? Yeah, Hannah? um, I, I'm kind of on that train. I said I don't think it's necessary. Um, I, you know, I appreciate knowing that Susan and Tommy made it work from movie two. But if you've listened to us and skipped movie two, then you don't know who those people are. So who do you? What do you care? Um, <laughs> <laughs> and like honestly, that was like the only new and semi-interesting thing that essentially happens yeah um so like i i'm kind of like about the whole thing but on the plus side there's a point to this movie as opposed to movie two so like i'd rather watch this one than movie two yeah i guess i don't know because you know like even though i really like their chemistry i don't know if jenny and brian are gonna make it (laughs) well as we've talked about, Jenny is a terrible partner. Yep. It is, it is, it, it is the Jenny show. And Brian is the supporting cast, supporting character, hardcore. Mm-hmm. And if he ever wants to, like, be the star for two seconds, Jenny loses her goddamn mind. Oh, my so. gosh. What if we have a movie where Jenny dies, and now Brian has to find true love elsewhere. And it's called so, The so Rest of My Heart. <laughs> oh, I was, well, was going to say, so what you're saying is, Jenny is the dead mom from Perfect Parent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, he goes and he has, a, he has to make ice wine. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> perfect love it it's happening <laughs> yeah well this was fun friends this was fun for a hundred times a hundred times fun yay, yay! and a hundred more to come yay <sighs> are there a well, hundred movies yes there are <laughs> I, yeah so thanks everybody uh Thanks for a hundred wonderful episodes worth of your listenership. And we look forward to doing this for you more because we love you and make sure that you're following us on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook. One kiss means forever where the one and the four are numerical. We tweet the live Hallmark movies 
almost all the time when we can. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's a fun, it's a fun thing to do, uh, you know, when we're stuck at home on Saturday nights. <laughs> and if you ever just feel like dropping us a line for whatever reason, you can email us at onekissmeansforever at gmail.com. And that's all spelled out like it is on our logo. And as always, thank you to Flint Pastures for our intro outro music. You can find his stuff on Apple Music, Spotify, and SoundCloud. And if you get a chance, uh, leave us a rating in your favorite podcatcher app site. That always helps. Yeah. Tell us what your kiss meters are. Yeah. That'd be fun to know. And our and uh, our us meters. <laughs> uh, only if it's nice, though. <laughs> oh, yes, please. Don't forget the human behind the pod. Yeah. Um, but uh, here's to 100 more. Gracias, Hannah, for being my partner in crime through all of this. Yes. Thank you, Katie, for doing this. It's super fun. I like it. And thanks to you guys. We'll see you next time. Yeah, baby.